I'm Kelly. And welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. Today we're going to discuss our definitions of minimalism and how minimalism explanations can vary between minimalist thought leaders. We want to reinforce that minimalism is not one-dimensional and there is no rule book. Minimalism is rather a lifestyle that is individually personalized and can be embraced by all. People will come up to me and ask me, hey, so what does minimalism mean to you? Like, how do you define it? Or they'll come up to me and say, I could never be a minimalist. Because they have this idea of all these kind of characteristics that are attached to the word. But, you know, majority of the time they're misconceptions, right? So Yeah, and I think people who say they can't be minimalist should actually take a step back and see how attached they are to their possessions. Because... It's not a good thing. (laughs) That is a very, very good point. Or realize that it's more than just the possessions in their life. Like there is so much clutter mentally happening or going on. And that's something that we always push to the sides. Like it's more than your stuff. It is actually the stuff in your mind as well. So, so yeah. So simply put, the way we like to define minimalism is that it is a gateway to a more simplified and more intentional life. Yeah, and I think with with my own personal like story or you know as I've said in a number of podcasts if this is just the first one that you're listening to it I've always kind of been this way so as I grew to understand what minimalism was I feel like it it just it's always allowed me to have live this simple life and I also as I researched it more it made me realize that I'm actually living a lot more of a responsible life and owning the things you use and owning the things that you love is is what it means to me. And the the more I've come to understand this and start this podcast and read about it is I really started to question why. So I looked at people who weren't minimalist and I, you know, questioned the way they lived and are they happy and are, you know, are they attached to their possessions and um, why does owning more stuff necessarily make you less happy? And I think that's something we're going to talk about in this podcast today. But just for the sake of the conversation, mm-hmm. so when you first met me and you saw my place yeah. and I um, own less stuff, what inspired you to want to live that way? Like you were just like, oh, Lauren lives simply and that's nice because she probably has more time or she's probably less stressed or like what specifically was it that initially inspired you to... I think, okay, I think it was a question that you a- you asked me. Um, how does clutter distract you? Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know what it does? And it was a time issue for me. Mm-hmm. So I have my set goals every morning. I have this really cool j- bullet journal where I put together, you know, my... <laughs> my exactly yeah. pointed at our bullet journal just now. <laughs> my, my tasks every day. And so, you know, you get up the morning, you have your morning routine. Sometimes I don't accomplish the morning routine that I want to because well especially in the beginning before I took on this lifestyle you know I'd have tasks for myself like simple tasks like make my bed brush my teeth and all those things but in between I was thinking wow like why am I taking so much time in the mornings because I'm looking at my phone I'm responding to messages right and then you know you find yourself in your closet and then you can't decide what to wear because I had an overwhelming number of items and then you know you find yourself cleaning something it's like no like be intentional with what you're doing and I found that when I came to your house because it was so clear it almost felt like entering into a hotel room that's what I loved about your place it's like hey it's like 
It's like your own place can be a hotel room. Your closet can be a capsule wardrobe. It can be, it can look like you're at Club Monaco. Like, it's yeah. amazing. If you see, a, there are a lot of Instagrammers out there who focus on minimalism and they have these beautiful capsule wardrobes and it's just like, wow, it looks like their closet is a store. Like, this is fascinating. So yeah. to answer your question, I feel like you inspired me to adopt this lifestyle because it saves time and it it helps me um, declutter my physical space so that I can be uh, more zoned in and focused on my everyday like goals. And I think the biggest thing, because we're talking about what minimalism is and what it means to us, is that everyone just thinks that it means not owning that much stuff, but you actually have to figure out why owning less stuff is going to be beneficial to your life. And mm-hmm. if you can't figure that out, then maybe it's not for you or maybe there's other things that you have to figure out. But um, I just think a lot of times with minimalism and the definition around it, it's just like, oh, like have a really clean, simple place and have few clothes. And um, th- that's not necessarily the definition. Like it's not just an aesthetic for mm-hmm. your home. It's there's a lot of underlying factors, which we're trying to get out in this podcast. It's an opportunity to clear our minds as well so we can evaluate our everyday decisions. And also, it helps us uh, be more intentional about how we spend our time and money. Yes. Which is like, it, honestly, it's been a game changer for me. Like, it just every time I enter a store, I ask myself, do I need this? I'm also more deliberate with my time. I'm like, okay, like, I only have so much time. So, like, what do I want to co- get accomplished here? Um, rather than allowing myself to get distracted. I was talking to someone yesterday and he said, your priorities come down to two things. It doesn't matter what you say your priorities are. It doesn't matter what you write them down as. It's where you spend your time and it's where you spend your money. And if you spend your entire time at work and all of your money buying stuff, then that is your priority. And you have to really sit, you can't don't just be like, oh, ask yourself what your priorities, look at what your priorities are. Look at your bank account. Look at how you spend your day today. So yeah. Yeah. that's what it really comes down to. And Kelly and I want to talk about who like initially inspired us. And um, There's so many thought leaders out there who have their own definitions of minimalism. Um, but right before we go into that, I just wanted to mention that I almost see, and I'll, I'll paint, I want to paint a, a picture of what minimalism is. It's basically a template, a template. It's just a template for your life. It helps you navigate in a way that will bring you closer to your goals and your values. And I mean, that's the beauty in it. That's why, that's why minimalism, it's, it's more than physical things. It's about mental clarity as well, but at its core, the byproduct of minimalism is greater happiness because you're fulfilling your potential. You're fulfilling how you how you want to by basically you're basically fulfilling your dream lifestyle. And it's a forever changing template. Yes. 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 So well, the hope is that, right? Yeah. You want to grow, right? So And your life changes. Like people get married, they have kids, they retire, their kids move out, you you live with roommates like they you're life is always going to be changing and that template's going to be changing. So Yeah, and we mentioned in a former podcast there's an app called the Keo app. It's a daily journal for your thoughts. Yeah. And you can actually use that as a template as well. Um, it's uh, KYO if you're looking on the App Store 
really, really cool. It's a calendar of your thoughts. I mean, we have calendars for our tasks, but how many calendars yeah. do we have for our thoughts every day? So. I, so I've started journaling. Okay. And I've only been doing it for about a week, but I sat down and I asked myself, I was like, why do you want to do this? Hmm. And I was like, because I don't want my life to just pass me by. Yeah. Like I want to, and at the end of the day or when I wake up in the morning and I journal, it's a reflection of what is going on. I'm not just like... You're just not walking through yeah, life. Yeah, I'm not on the sideline of my own life. Like I'm, I'm living it and I'm making sure that... And I also find that just in the day-to-day moments, instead of... Um, I'm almost more observant instead of reacting. It's okay. funny. I go back to Lauren and I. So you and I, we we heard a few months ago, just before we started this podcast, that the average person lives 1,000 months. That is just over 80 years of age. So, and that was one of, I would say that was one of the biggest motivations for me. It was like, wow, where am I spending my time and my money? Because... We only have so much time. We all we all don't know how much time we have. No one. But knows. if that's the average, we need to be smarter about how we're using it. And I was like, wow, like in, in implementing this into my life will completely help me feel like I be more intentional every day and motivate me to be, live a more meaningful life each day. So you know what's funny? The quote that I wrote in my yearbook. <laughs> oh, what is it? Do, um, you, do you remember? Tomorrow is promised to no one. Really? Yeah, 18. Look at little wise Lauren. Wow. Well, yeah, you always have these like... <laughs> <laughs> wise quotes. My yeah. mom would always say that to me, though. So much wisdom. Yeah, but. no, it, I actually was thinking, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but yeah. I wanted to get a box of chips and every at the beginning of every month, take a chip out and be like, what are you going to do with this month? Maybe we can build some sort of installation together. Yeah, Wouldn't but I want. I think I'm gonna live a little past eighty, though. Well, I mean, we I'm can, gonna put more chips. Yeah, in. we can have we can have, we can have a few more than a thousand. But uh, yeah, it's it's scary, but it's fascinating at the same time. And I mean, the original reason why, like, I, I heard that from a friend who was at an art gallery here in Toronto. Gosh, back in this earlier early summer, and he told me about this installation where they had physical chips, oh. and they mentioned that the average person lives a thousand months. When you put it that way, it's scary. It's I, I was like, what? <laughs> I was having a glass of wine with a girl, and I told her that, and we kept talking, and she's like, I'm really sad now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's okay. Just like make sure you do something. Hop with on the minimalism months. train yeah, so that no you kidding. can be more attentive. Just go home and throw all your stuff out and everything. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so I know, I know. Um, so in terms of defining uh, minimalism, because I know it's it's something that's constantly defined in different ways and. I mean, all the minimalist thought leaders out there, they all see it in a different way. I mean, at its core, it's the same, but there are branches of minimalism and you can take it every which way. I mean, there are misconceptions, but there are a lot of minimalists who live the misconceptions. And then there are minimalists who see it as an, a, like a whole lifestyle. And then there are others who have families and there are singles uh, who also adopt this lifestyle. For, so again, as I argued in the beginning, it's for everyone. Anybody can be a minimalist. So Lauren, uh, you 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 went back into the history to see like where minimalism like had started and how it was like originally defined. So yeah, you can go on. I mean, you you look at history. How many hundreds of years ago? It's yeah. like well, they had to have been a minimalist. But right. if you were still part of that wealthy upper class and you rejected it. That in and of itself says something. So I looked at Marcus Aurelius and his quote was, simplicity is my way of living, far removed from the habits of the rich. 
Leonardo da Vinci, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. I love that quote. I know. That's like your favorite quote. <laughs> uh, Leo Tazu. Um, yeah. Be content with what you have. Rejoice in the way things are. When you realize there is nothing lacking, the whole world belongs to you. So I just felt like we think minimalism is new. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It has been around for an exceptionally long time. Well, this is the thing. Like, majority of these uh, bloggers, these thought minimalist thought leaders, they started blogs, right? And so they started blogs back in 2007, 2008-ish, which I'll get into. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I think that's why people think, oh, it must be a new concept. But actually, like, hundreds of, through the past over, like, hundreds and hundreds of years, people have been living this way. But... Now it's kind of like a newfound interest of people today. So yeah, it's more um, something that's come up in the developing world because we're drowning in our possessions and we're a lot less happy than we used to be. So we're starting to question it. And yeah, and it's fascinating when people don't live with so much stuff anymore because that's the norm. Yeah, because we look at them, we're like, well, what's wrong with you? Yeah, like, that's why people think I'm weird. Exactly. Because I live how we've lived for hundreds of years. And you know what I find fascinating? I think about that. I think, oh, well, maybe in 2050, people will see Lauren as normal. Like, that's a normal thing. Yeah, that's true. Won't have very many chips left in my boxes. (laughs) (laughs) That's so scary. That's so scary. (laughs) So, okay, so I was going to mention, I want to mention, I would say that, so there's a minimalist thought leader. His name is Colin Wright. He has a really cool uh, blog called Exile Lifestyle. He started this blog in 2007. He was 24 years old. And it was a blog on minimalism, and he still has it today. And... He basically realized that he wanted to change a lot of the things in his life. He's working a corporate job. He's from California. In 2009, he decided to leave his job, and he started traveling the world full-time. And he actually has a large following that reads his blog, and they determine where he lives every four months. So he has to move to another city every four months. That's amazing. Like, he's a true uh, minimalist. He's, he's true to the misconceptions in that in that scenario like he he lives with you know a backpack that has 72 items and he moves to different cities every four months which is a beautiful thing he's an author and a speaker and uh he also has a podcast called let's know things which i highly recommend by the way uh he's 33 years old today uh so he's you know like he's still a young guy and it's crazy that he's been traveling the world i i have to check on how many countries he's been to like this is since 2009 so we're almost going into 2019 so it's been almost 10 years that he's been doing this and his definition of minimalism is that he says it's a lifestyle that helps us focus on the important things in life by shedding the excess junk that gets in our way love yeah and he definitely doesn't have any excess <laughs> exactly he says on his blog and uh, I wanted to really mention this because I thought it was beautiful he says I'm a minimalist in that I own very few things and I am intentional in how I consume just like how we see it this doesn't mean I'm anti-consumption however but rather I'm careful about how I spend my time money and energy so we can add energy to that list that we we're talking about I tend to buy less but invest in quality, and I opt for the same in relationships, business, and everything else. Oh, I like that. That's so well written. Um, He's really good. I feel like he's 
like an extreme of minimalism and yes. also he might be someone that can deter people from minimalism because they think that it's so yeah. extreme everyone thinks everyone thinks that when they uh, so Colin Wright is but he also he's a speaker and he mentions that not everybody has to live this way to be a minimalist so I like yeah. the fact that he reinforces that okay good but yeah. it, it's still inspiring what he does if that's yeah. you and Colin are kind of in the same care category Oh, <laughs> no, so Kevin, yeah, I was gonna say, no, I just not. have a backpack on right now. No, you're not. No, you're more like the minimalists. Yeah. So, and yeah, so I'll mention the minimalists. So, these are two guys, uh, for those who don't know, most of you probably do, but those who don't Joshua Fields Milborn and Ryan Nicodemus, two best friends, grew up together, started working at the same corporate job. Uh, Joshua, he went through uh, some life challenges in 2009. His divorce, he got divorced, his mom passed away all within the same month, uh, and he was very unhappy at work, and then he came across this blog called XL Lifestyle, Colin Wright's blog, and he found it very fascinating. He's like, oh, wow, like, this is a really interesting way to live, and he really found beauty in the freedom that Colin was fine, that Colin found in living with less. But at the same time, he's like, well, I don't know if I really want to live like Colin, but I really like the fact that he seems like super happy. And like, so he ended up meeting with Colin. And after meeting him, he was like, okay, I need to make some small changes. And he says, remove the anchors in his life. The, the things oh, that pull anchors. him down, yeah. right? The physical things, the relationships, etc. So he then started throwing away excess physical things, uh, and doing other things to remove mental clutter. And then he inspired his best friend, Ryan Nicodemus, to also take on this lifestyle. So they are called The Minimalist. They have an incredible blog called theminimalist.com and they are avid speakers. I think they have some of the biggest following of all the minimalist thought leaders out there. And I love their definition. Minimalism is the thing that gets us past the things so we can focus on life's most important things. Which aren't things. <laughs> Which aren't things. <laughs> and they vary between people. Uh, they also say it's a tool they use to live a meaningful life. Um, minimalism is a tool to achieve freedom. And they, they, they mention a list uh, on their website. Freedom from fear, freedom from worry, freedom from overwhelm, freedom from guilt, freedom from depression, and freedom from enslavement. So it's, it's so funny, like, it's so much more than clutter. It's, it's like removing, I mean, removing this clutter leads to greater freedom. Yeah, it's and so if, fascinating. You, if you look at Josh, he is a perfect example of having been inspired by Colin Wright, who was an extreme minimalist, right. I would say, if what you own can fit in a backpack. He is, yeah. Um, and then he applied what he learned, but to his own life, and... It, made it work for him like he didn't put everything he needed into a backpack and leave his place he simplified his life enough he was just inspired by him so exactly. that's what we're trying to do like get inspired and then apply it to your life in the way that makes sense for you yeah just like you lauren like you live a certain uh lifestyle i know we are very similar in a lot of ways like we have the same clothes yeah <laughs> we're wearing the same outfit we literally right have the same clothes we have pearl earrings our black top and a pair of jeans it's just like our favorite go-to but um we're like female versions of the minimalists we are the female versions of the minimalists it's hilarious are they very similar 
I have to look I, more into them. I feel like a lot of times they both wear black t-shirts and jeans, but you and I wear black blouses. Black blouses <laughs> and jeans and pearly earrings is our thing. Uh, it's just so simple. Uh, but uh, again, there are some differences between us. Like, I'm not to where you are yet, and I don't know if I ever will get there or if, I, if my goals will, like, if I want to personally get there, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah, minimalism, like, it's, again, template. You can add and subtract track certain things doesn't have to be perfect and um and yeah so like on the idea of differences another influencer is a thought leader is joshua becker for those who have heard of him he is husband and father he has a blog called becoming minimalist and uh yeah so he has a family of four lives in arizona and it was back in 2008 that he was inspired to incorporate minimalism into his, his every day. He was cleaning his garage one morning and feeling overwhelmed when his neighbor came by and gently, <laughs> gently inserted the idea that he didn't need to own all of that stuff. At the same time, his son was playing in the backyard by himself. And he was thinking, wow, like, huh, something clicked. I could be spending that time that I'm working on all of this stuff with my son right now. One majority of the stuff I don't use and it just sits and collects dust. So it was at that moment that it was a trigger moment for him that inspired him to adopt this lifestyle. Uh, so I, I love his story because he's a father. So we, it also goes into the idea that you can be, you can have family and still be a minimalist and live this life. His definition of minimalism is the intentional promotion of things I most value and the removal of anything that distracts me from that distracts me from it. And if you look at once you have kids, like mm-hmm. I'm sure you've been to baby showers and they Well, my just, mom's a babysitter. Yeah, oh. it's so <laughs> much stuff. I wanna when I was a little girl, I would always color and do puzzles. Yeah, you mentioned it in another podcast. Yeah, those are my two things. And I feel like when I have kids, I want I don't want to just give them a bunch of plastic stuff. Like I really want to, you know, again be intentional with what I'm like feeding their mind with and yeah um and personal growth like you don't want them to just play with yeah with just any toy like I mean I'll I'll figure it out when I get there but Mm -hmm. another thing I was watching the minimalism don't deprive them Lauren (laughs) oh yeah I'm like you said in this empty room (laughs) be creative um I was watching the minimalist documentary with my mom and she was She's like, yeah, this is fine, but look, these are two single guys. Like, people have families and homes. And then I was like, no, 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 wait. Later on in the documentary, a guy comes on who has kids. And and then I feel like she was like, okay, and, like, left. <laughs> she was like, you just won that. Yeah, yeah. I have no, I have like, no I, rebuttal. <laughs> but, no, there there is that misconception that you have to be single or that um, – you can't have a family or whatever stage in your life is you can apply minimalism to some degree so I think that's what we're trying to get across yeah and yeah whatever yeah that's actually so true that's actually so true and there's another guy his name is Leah Bada so he is a minimalism blogger and best-selling author his blog is not attached to the word minimalism he calls his blog zen habits so Mm -hmm. we go to zenhabits.com I overrate that sometimes if I'm, like, anxious. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I was like, what is Zen Habits? This is really interesting. Like, I like the title of his blog. And so I started reading up on his story, and he goes through all of these negative habits that he had his whole life. Like, 
and not just like habits of like oh I did this and I didn't like like smoking like I don't I don't want to smoke anymore it was mental like he had a lot of fears he had a lot of doubt and all of these things that were mentally um kind of mental anchors that were um pushing him down and bringing him further away from his you know true goals so He's a divorced man in his mid-30s, and so for, for the minimalists who were also divorced, they really related to this guy. Uh, and in a, f- a few late years after this happened in his life, he started to make small changes, which he calls Zen habits. So if you look in his blog, he goes through a list of all the, the positive habits that he now has incorporated into his life, and all the negative habits that he originally had. It's fascinating. So he groups minimalist principles into these habits. And he defines this lifestyle as a way of finding simplicity and mindfulness in the daily chaos of his of our lives. And he, on his website, he says, clearing the clutter so we can focus on what's important, create something amazing, and find happiness. He's incredible. If you don't like meditation, you can spend five minutes just reading his blog and you will be more calm after <laughs> Yeah, like I've, I've read a couple blogs of his and what I really find cool is that he covers a lot of cool topics. So everything from simplifying our everyday to parenting to happiness, motivation, eliminating debt, saving, eating healthy and successfully implementing good habits. So yeah, yeah he's amazing. So another um, section of people I want to talk about was celebrities because mm. You know, I really want to look at history and where it began, and then I want to look at the people who, out of anyone, doesn't need to be a minimalist. Maybe we can interview one one day. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, And I think it's so funny because it goes back to that joke YouTube video when he's like, being a minimalist isn't about being so poor that you can't afford things. So there was a video that we posted in a previous episode. Do you remember uh, the name of that guy? We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. It's so funny. If you are a minimalist or you're just starting this approach, it's a really hilarious video to watch. It's just like a video on misconceptions, so... But he said, it's not about being so poor that you can't afford things. It's about being so rich that you choose not to buy things. Love that. Turning so, it around. Um, but in terms of celebrities, like you think of all people in this world, they're the ones that are going to buy the most and own the most and have the most and the best of the best and the private jets. And um, to see celebrities that don't... That, that have simplified their life down, like Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. like they wear the same outfits every day. Um, I think Mike or Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah, yeah. drove like a Jeep. Like out of all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I lived in LA for a year and I remember meeting a couple of producers and very, very successful ones and they were driving these Priuses. I was like, oh, that's it fascinating. Is. And it's just funny that people who have as m- much money or in the top 1%, mm-hmm. they still crave the simplicity. So there's something to be said about I that. I know that if you and I were ever making a million dollars a year or something like that, I think that, I think what would change in my life, I'll start there and then you can maybe tell me what you would do, is I would just continue to do what I'm doing now. I would just probably buy even higher quality items of the things that I need. Better materials, um, things that will last me longer and you know, maybe something that I, you know, maybe some material item that, like a certain car or something that I really like. Um, and that's okay. It's okay. As long as I'm using it, right? So. Yeah, no, that's fair. 
I for sure would bask in certain luxuries that I don't necessarily and experiences. Do now. Yeah. Yeah, experiences. I'd probably maybe like, travel a bit more and drink a lot nicer wine. <laughs> she um, loves just, her wine. Just little things like that, but I would definitely give back and start or give back more. And having those experiences where you can actually travel overseas and like help build homes. Yeah. You ever done that? No, I haven't. I've always wanted to do that. We should that. do that. We should, we look should into that. do that. That would be really, really fun. So yeah, just to close, uh, I just wanted to reinforce the idea that minimalism is an opportunity to declutter the physical and mental stuff in your life. And, and for Lauren and I, we were talking about this the other day. For right now in our lives, we really prefer to invest in experiences over things, uh, particularly adventures and, and things that inspire a sense of connection, something like something that we can do with other people rather than just on our own or or buying things that just kind of sit there and collect dust. And I feel like another thing Kelly and I want to reinforce in this conversation is that there are so many people out there living this way and not necessarily people who are blogging about it, Mm -hmm. but you can find people who inspire you and whether it's Joshua Becker because you have a family or whether... um, it's Colin Wright because you want to travel more like Mm -hmm. find that person that inspires you or lives that life that you can you connect with more yeah that's a really really good point I mean I think that you and I would probably connect the most with the minimalists yeah Uh, we are the female version (laughs) arguably uh and we want to live a nice lifestyle like we don't want to travel 24 7 we want to travel however we want to place more value and experiences uh, especially as travel that foster personal growth. And or, it's so interesting. I just want to close on this too, yeah. is that I think people get so caught up in status and their material possessions and they forget that, you know, you need to put time and effort into who you are as a person. Can you sit down and have a good conversation? Do, what is your skill set? Can you cook? Can you speak a second language? Are you well-traveled? Are you well-spoken? Do you read the news? Are you aware of what's going on? Like, there's there's so much more to just owning, to showing up somewhere in nice stuff and making a bunch of money. Like, can you sit down and, and who are you as a person? And it, minimalism can really give you time to to craft yourself and refine yourself. Yeah, because there are so many avenues you can go with this lifestyle template, so to speak, what we can, we can call it. So, so yeah, just to close... Um, I like to argue that Lauren and I are intentional essentialists, uh, and I want to reinforce our mission with this podcast is to inspire and educate you um, by sharing on our ongoing experiences, lessons, and our strategies. Yeah, and along the way, we want to uh, keep you engaged through fun and Lauren's sometimes comical conversations (laughs) with me. (laughs) It's hard to be funny this early in the morning. (laughs) I know, we're we're, we're recording this in the morning, which I actually really like mornings. Yeah, I do, and it's snowing right now so yeah, it's pretty. oh it's beautiful here in Toronto it's snowing now we got our first snowfall yesterday it's so beautiful but I don't want to be in it <laughs> I know I just want to see it from the inside looking at me. and we just recently posted a picture of Lauren's beautiful apartment she now has a Christmas tree here yeah everyone made fun of me for putting it up so early but now they all got to drag theirs home in the snow so it's it's past <laughs> it's, it's mid-November now so it's okay it's okay it's now. totally cool so okay well thank you guys for listening this 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 week and we will talk to you next week talk to you next week guys Thanks. cheers bye-bye